Welcome back to the Cardboard Crashcast. I'm Adam, and I'm here with just Christos today. Say hi, Christos. Hey, everybody. Uh, today, uh, me and Adam were having a conversation about power creep, and we kind of were just like going back and forth, and we decided we should probably just record an episode for it. So uh, that's why we're here today. And we were talking about power creep and like kind of a high level uh, across the board. We were just like, our cards being designed specifically for Commander now? Are they even considering draft, sealed, all this other stuff? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. We've kind of had some back and forth, which we thought was kind of interesting. Um, so you're not going to get a podcast today of just, you know, an echo chamber of one person feeling completely like, yeah, it's, it's abysmal. I definitely fall more in line with, I don't think it's that bad. I think maybe people are just complaining and finding something to complain about right that always happens you're into something everyone knows we play magic and like magic so once you're like okay with that now what right i mean you can get excited for new sets but you can also equally get frustrated with new sets and that's obviously where a lot of this comes from hey they're printing a new card that seems really busted or really pushed that's a new staple in in commander in general right like that's going to be run in modern commander legacy etc so is it on purpose? What What's the design here, right? So that's kind of where we wanted to break it down to on a more fundamental level. Yeah, you know, um, just being me, I, you know, I've said it so many times now on this on this podcast, like, I am from the old days. So, like, I remember when, like, vanilla creatures were, like, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit type of thing. So uh, now looking at cards from, like, it has, like, four clauses and, like, it does something when it's in your graveyard and then if it gets shuffled, God bless, you make a 2-2 or something. Like, it's like... <laughs> I, it's it's just kind of crazy that like because I come from that time, our perspectives are so different, so skewed. You mm-hmm. are like, oh, this is just normal because you've lived in power creep. Like you are, you this is normal to you. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm like, bro, where's my three one for one mana? Like you know, like where's like my vanilla creature at? Where's like this or that? And um, I've had many conversations with people over the last few months since I came back to the game about um, just how I mean, just the, the state of the game and things have changed. And overall, again, not not necessarily like a a negative approach to the situation it just like kind of wanted to talk about like is this healthy for the game at large Mm -hmm. in the long term because even if they even if it is healthy then great no problem but if it's not we got a whole other problem on our hands sure we can have our opinions on if we personally like it or don't like it but that does come down to the overall theme which is whether you like it or not what is it going to do for players coming into the game? Is it going to actually get more players out of the game than into the game? What's kind of the result of that? And then you can start getting and spiraling down into oh, like yeah. everything else and you still want to talk about um, the types of boosters and Project Booster Fun or talking yeah. about the different IPs that they're doing universes beyond with. Like You can get all that. But in general, I think just for the sake of kind of what we're talking about, it's like what is the immediate effect on this? Is it like killing the game? Is it making the game thrive, and we'll get into that. So let's kind of start off by asking the first question, which is, are these cards being designed, the ones in standard sets, are they being specifically power crept for Commander? Do you think that is actually what's going on? You know, uh, now that we did that, we did the sealed event for, uh, was it Caverns? Last Caverns of Ixalan. Last Caverns of Ixalan. It it definitely feels odd to me because it feels like like there's so many different ways you can go with like the uh, sealed environment. There's like 10 different archetypes at least. It just feels like, almost like there isn't like a focus. It's like, there's like, a, like limited just seems like an afterthought. Uh, and some of the cards are just like, wow, that card seems very, very effective. Not only in standard, not maybe not even in modern, but like definitely in commander, because that's where, you know, you get to play the big, the big things. 
And, you know, historically speaking, in the past, when I would do limited events, sealed draft, I would go there and, you know, like I was saying earlier, right, you'd be happy with vanilla creatures. You'd be happy with, like, French vanilla creatures. But I don't see any of that. And it, it just seems odd that, like, we're we're having these things come into the game and directly affect not only the limited environment, but also every other format. Well, I think one thing for me, obviously being a newer player, and this is kind of one of my first sealed environments, I did do it for March of the Machine, but I really didn't know what was going on. This was I was more prepared for this one. And I understand the, the concerns of, yeah, you were looking for those vanilla creatures, French vanilla. There were a few French vanilla ones. Yeah. And some of them even being really good. One mana flyer lifelink, that's really crazy. Yeah. It's a 1-1. One, one, um, but, you know, I think that a lot of it just makes it more interesting, speeds it up a bit. That's my personal take. And don't forget, even if there is power creep, but there's more stuff, they also want, you know, cards that are lower power to kind of go alongside those more powerful cards. They want to do something more interesting. They want to break the bounds of game design. They do that, but then they need to make the other, like the other cards can't follow suit. They need to push them up a little bit. So vanilla creatures aren't enough anymore. Um, So I I, I had like a 7-7. Andrew's Battlefield, you scry to, you know, it's nothing crazy, but like... It's not a vanilla creature, but it's just a little extra to kind of like speed it up, add a few things to the game, make, in my opinion, have more um, like flow and just synergy with your deck instead of it just being, because there's no synergy for 3-3, three, three, you know, vanilla creatures. That's not, yeah. there's no synergy there. It's just, it's filler. I think they're trying to work towards more synergy and to say that they're not caring about the draft or not the draft, but like limited or like draft, they definitely do. Like, there's no way. I'm, they wanted to keep it alive. That's why they're doing play boosters now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's why a lot of people play Magic. But then you could argue now maybe that's not what people play well, anymore. I guess here's my perspective is that if if you're going to be speeding up the state of your game, I feel like you kind of lose your, your game's identity along the way. And you and, um, this is kind of like talking a little bit about something you said earlier. I think that, you know, over time, players leave the game. Sure. When they feel like it's just not for them anymore, and pe- new people come in, so things are you know you're constantly replacing your old old player base with new players, mm-hmm. just like games like like video games, right? Like people stop playing Call of Duty, the the the, the kid that just turned thirteen, he's gonna start playing it. That's, that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Just people rotate in and out, and I think that's fine. But in the grand scheme of things, is the identity of your game changing in a matter where it is unrecognizable to somebody that wants to come back to it, or is it unrecognizable for somebody that, like, maybe only played Commander, maybe only drafted? And now, like, if you're going to be speeding up every format, including limited, is that good for the overall state of the game Um, and the overall, like, health of the game? Power creep, while it's inevitable, it has has long-term effects on on everything, right? Power creep has to be very... I don't want to say insignificant, but it has to be slow. You can't take, you know, a huge step up the stairs. You have to do one step at a time, not like, I'm just going to take like a lunge and go up four or five steps. Because now, yeah, because now what you do, you've just pushed, you've gone past the goalpost, you've pushed so far, you have increased the ceiling, and like the floor is also... You raise the ceiling, set a new bar. And I I like playing overly uh, efficient cards, like just like anybody else, right? So like like last night we were playing Commander, right? I played a card that just overperformed, did way more than it it, it possibly should have. Sure. That's fine. However, if every card overperforms, now you are changing the way your game is perceived. Well, I feel that's another thing with, okay, so standard sets, right? We're talking about cards that maybe are designed for Commander outside of standard. 
in standard sets, there's plenty of just bulk rares. Like, there's always the yeah. chase mythics. There's always the chase rares. They're just, like, the best ones that have a lot of synergy. And that's just dependent on what's out at the time. I feel that's probably been the same case throughout the years. I think my opinion on it, and, and maybe you could argue against this, is there's a lot of recency bias, right? So you're saying, you know, back then it wasn't as crazy. You know, even if there, there's always power creep. And we understand that yeah. as a game, it's always got to be evolving. They're changing things. They're fine-tuning. And that results in maybe some things being more powerful than they originally were. But I think in general, you might be saying, oh, look at this card doesn't have just no text on it. It has something on it. You've also been out of the game for a little bit. So to you, it's even like, if you were there every step of the way, it wouldn't be as jarring because it would have been like natural feeling. Gradual. Yeah, gradual. gradual changes, yeah. Rather than jumping back into it and be like, holy crap, this everything went from zero to 100. Um, maybe not as extreme, but still... I think there's some recency bias there. There's got to be. I didn't play standard back then, and I don't play it now. And, you know, I'm not familiar with a lot of that. But I just I just don't feel like it hasn't been like that before. It has to have been like that. There has to have been a few cards where, like, this is a bomb. This is crazy. This is pushing yeah. the limits. This is pushing the yeah. bar. They've always done that. And it's just, it seems like it's crazier because it's recent. And then you look in the future and it's going to be even crazier. And you're like, back then doesn't seem that bad. I don't know. It's a cycle. Well, there definitely is cards that were like that back then, but they weren't as frequent. And I think that's my concern. Like when we have, you know, we have primetime. That's a good example, right? Primetime comes out. It's immediately played in modern. Immediately, like obviously Commander was a whole different night and day Commander back then. But it was played in every format immediately. Primetime. Primeval Titan for everybody that doesn't know what primetime is. <laughs> uh, and... Like, but cards now, I feel like I look at sets, I'm like, man, there's like 10 cards in the set that are like, they don't get played just in standard, they get played in every format. Before, I could I could say maybe, you know, outside of like shocks and fetches and stuff like that, lands, they go in every format, that makes sense. But like a creature, if a creature gets played in every format, that's a problem. And if it, if it happens more than one time, or more than like, I would say probably like five or six times in one set... And they do more sets more often now. And not only that, but they're also printing cards in Commander decks for Commander. So like they're printing, and those cards are now staples as well. It's like I don't know how much how much like it, it just feels like every format is becoming bloated with just everything. They leveled up the whole entire state of the game. Oh, while I was gone, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it was like a gradual change, and I didn't understand it because I'm getting back into it now, and I didn't see like how it wasn't that bad. It was like a slow rise. But me going from Throne of Eldraine to now, I mean, it's just like, things are way different. It's, way different. It's almost poetic, because that was considered one of, like, the strongest sets in a long time. And they did some crazy stuff in Throne of Eldraine. I've heard from you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then they printed Companions, and then um, just started getting crazy, and then they kind of cut the blocks completely, and, and even, like, the, the two blocks, I don't know if they were called anything different. They stopped that, they stopped that I think, right... Right at oh, right when I quit. Yeah, because yeah. Throne of Eldraine was like they weren't staying at Throne, and they went to Ikoria, and they weren't staying there, and they did like the D and D and Strixhaven and a bunch of other stuff. So, but yeah, kind of moving back to like the the main topic. So, you're thinking a lot of this stuff is designed secretly for Commander when it's in a in a default set, and I think that's partially true, only because every time I've seen like a promotional video for a new set. I can't remember. I want to say in particular, I was watching like the Gav Gavin Verhe. He's like he uh, works at Wizards of the Coast. and He does designing. Okay. And sounds familiar. He, I was watching for like Ixlan. He was just going over the different archetypes because I didn't know what they were. And he was like opening up like some packs and going over and like putting something together. 
And he's like, oh, this card's great. Not for what I'm doing right now, but a great commander card like that. He was like acknowledging it. They, they totally know. There's no way to get around Understanding it. Understanding your audience, right? That makes sense. So they know that they're going to have cards for commander. I don't think that it's deliberate. Like they're trying to shake up the commander meta. It would definitely be more targeted towards, we could fit this in this set. It makes sense. It's flavorful. And it would actually also do really well in like modern as like a kill spell or something like that. But given the fact that commander is an eternal format, they're just kind of throwing things out there. And this leads us kind of to the next point. If they're throwing different things out there and it's a kill spell, it does something different. For example, I think is it it's Get Lost or something, the one that destroys target creature, their enchantment or planeswalker, yeah, I think. Yeah. And then they create two map tokens. It's another kill spell, and you could wait you could argue, oh, maybe that's better than investigating, because um, there's one that do uh, that kills and it gives a clue token, token instead. Yeah. Um I think personally like that gives you more options. So we get to the question: Does um, printing staples truly give more options, or does it stunt creativity? I think when they do that, it, because Commander again is eternal, you can just say, "Oh, this card is like a kill spell, and it goes and fits more flavorfully in this deck. It's fun. It's different." That's how I feel. You would probably say differently. Why not run both? Yeah, you know, I feel like it just um, it causes you base. It, what it what it's supposed to do, I think, and the idea of it is supposed to give you enough options so that way you have like budget alternatives. You don't have to get like, you don't have to run Path to Exile. You don't have to run Swords if they're like out of your budget. You can run like the ones that are suboptimal, but still do something similar. I think that's the idea behind it. But I think in practice, once you sit down against a green deck, you have to kind of just assume like okay, you're in green and whatever other colors, you're going to probably be running some of the staples that I see in every green deck. So we have Beast Within, Sylvan Library, Nature's Lore, Three Visits, etc. What green's supposed to do and the the most like optimal versions of those cards, the most effective versions of those cards. Because of that, right, if you're going to... And some of those cards are older. I think most of them are actually older, now that I think about it. Nature's Lore is older, Three Visits yeah, is older. I think all four of them are. In other colors, especially in like the white and blue i think have been getting a lot of uh better cards lately um they just seem to be getting cards that are like way over efficient um maybe because they are weaker weaker colors but what i'm saying is that if i go to a, if i go to a store if i'm if i'm playing against any deck and and they're all running the same five to ten cards in every single deck are we playing a, a format with that's about creativity or are we running a, playing a format that's about Running staples. Well, see, that's it's interesting because just last night after we were playing FNM, um, you know, I was kind of looking at some cards, we're having some food, and I'm looking at like the top hundred commanders. I'm looking at the top two hundred and three hundred. I'm just sifting through them and thinking like, man, who do I want to make a deck on? And I think to myself because I have this problem myself. I look at the cards and I think, wow, this is gonna have to run this, this, this. And you look at it and you really only get to run maybe like ten or fifteen unique cards because you need all of your basics. However, I will say that kind of is because of the way Commander is, right? You're not running four ofs and, you know, a 60-card deck. You need to have a bunch of cards that do similar things. Um, so that's why you need to gravitate towards using and having a bunch of different options, which I think is one reason that they do it, is as much as you say it's a staple, it's because you need it. If there was only one green ramp, uh, green ramp spell, you'd have one green ramp spell and you're in a 100-card deck and you have to hope you draw it. So they're trying to print a few extra... Um, to make the format, I guess, more lively in terms of having your card draws not feel as like random, which you could maybe argue is the for like the format's defining factor. But without getting into like tutors and stuff like that, I kind of just wanted to swing back to I have that issue. So I look at it and I'm like this kind of seems boring. But 
I take that and say, that's my fault. I'm not being creative enough. I'm yeah. limiting myself by pretty much like half the, this is half the game's fault and half the player's fault because players are greedy and they have no restraint. And I will yeah. admit, I, sometimes I don't have restraint. I want to run the best thing. You don't always have to run the best thing. You don't. That's the player's fault. The only reason you would want to run the best thing is because the people you play with, you don't know. So you have to go in expecting the worst. Yeah, I mean, you have to kind of be prepared for everything, and the only way to do that is by running the most effective versions of every card. They, they, like, if you're looking for removal, of course you're going to run the effective version of the card. Uh, ramp, etc. You know, this, it's the same story. I agree with you. I think that it's it's just as much the player's fault. Um, and I think that's I think that's maybe more of the core issue, more than power creep, is that, like, because cards are getting power creeped, and because everybody wants to win so badly, the idea of the format and commander is just kind of, like, dead. We're just like kind of like a weird like legacy light type of thing, yeah. <laughs> and it just feels weird to me. And I, uh, to tie it back to power creep, though, I think that because we're getting power crept, that that's what's caused Commander to become this like weird format where it's just like just as competitive as every other format. Every other format. Like when I sit down, like people get like really upset when they like when you mill their thing, when you kill their thing, when you counter their thing. I'm like, guys, like, I, Commander to me used to be like, I would play like two hour games and just have a good time. Like, we'd just be happy to be like hanging out on a Friday night. After after standard tournament's over, we're, we're, at a, we're at a card shop until like two in the morning, just playing like one or two games of Commander, then we all leave. And, yeah. And now it's like, instead of, uh, you know, being hyper competitive and standard, I feel like people like, standard's like an afterthought to people. It's like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, if I lose, I lose in standard. But in Commander, it's like, if I lose, it's like everything to people. Like, I, like it's like crushing to them. It's it's funny because like, we're also talking about, because we played last night for some context here, we went, and we were in the same pod. And the one guy comes to us and says, what kind of power level are we talking? And Christos was pretty blunt. He's just like, yeah, dude, well, why are we doing this right now? You know my seven is not going to be your seven or whatever. Yeah. I'm playing my owl. I'm playing big stompy stuff, big creatures, end of story. Everyone else happened to be Gruel, which was not good for his deck, but yeah, that was another story. Yeah, um, I mean, we were and, just in big stompy pod, basically. Yeah, and I was like, well, I'm playing Omnath, I'm playing big creatures, I'm throwing stuff on the ground, I'm popping off really quick with Landfall, and, uh, you know, he picks his deck. Outside of the rule zero reverence trying to figure out about power level, there's also, oh, I just want to have fun, I'm just going to have fun. Everyone's definition of having fun is different, too, because as you're saying, now people just want to win. And I can't tell if someone's like, I'm just going to have fun this game. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I, I don't know what that means because there's tons of different types of players that play now, I, I, which goes into that power creep because now you have you have the mean players who switched from standard and they want to play something different. To, to them, it's probably new and in, maybe not new and interesting, but you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? They're, like They're like, oh, I'm restricted. I'm not playing four ofs. Like, it's a new yeah. avenue and a new way for them to get back into Magic Bite. Yeah. I'm gonna ner- I've nerded out on standard for years, whatever. I'm t- time to nerd out on like, this pseudo legacy, you know, yeah, format, and that's what causes the problems. And then you could always say rule zero rules, personal friend groups and groups that you play with, fine. But you kind of can't think that way because we need to look at the format itself. There is a committee that has a ban list, and you go and play at a store, and you have to go by some rules because you could just show up every week and dominate. There's that's why there needs to be discussion about stuff like this. Yeah, I, I mean, even referencing like our last episode or maybe two episodes ago, where we were talking about like commander as a format, uh, just like how it's like there needs to be more like more regulation either by the store or by wizards or by the committee. Something needs to happen in order for like com- if commander is going to be the format that people want to play on a Friday night, then that that needs more structure because I like 
I feel bad when I show up to the, those tables and I'm like, guys, okay, I'm playing this deck and I say it's a seven. I run no combos. I'm just letting you know. I tell people that blatantly, right? And then after the game, everyone's just huffing and puffing because, you know, whatever happened, happened. Again, it's just like people not having the same perspective. They, but, but again, I wanted to, I wanted to, sorry, I wanted to just like tie no, this no, back good. in with Power Creep because that's the through line here. Sure, sure. I think Power Creep has done this. I think Power Creep has created this. It, I think it's it's done this to every format. I think because the bar is raised now, every format, like, there, it's just no fun. There's, like, everything's just, like, really, really powerful, so you can't have fun anymore. It's, like, you. It, there's no creativity in your decks. You just play the strong stuff, and you. And if you don't, sucks to suck. That's just how it goes. I think, I think that can kind of actually transition well into the next point, which would describe something you actually brought up earlier as well, which was color identity and, and what each color is supposed to be doing. Um, is power creep killing color identity or is it just exploring more about we what each color is, right? I would be on the argumentation that it's just exploring more. To you, you're like, white doesn't do this. Why is white doing card draw? White never used to do card draw. They have to push the game and, and explore new things and, and, and try new things out. So when it comes to a color that's not meta, for example, like white, I know everyone's like, oh, white weenies or going wide has is, is always been good sure. and standard. But just in general, you could say for the most part, maybe white was weaker. They want to give it some more effects. They've changed their philosophy. They've updated it a little bit. And you could see that as power creep, but they're saying we're just trying to readjust and modernize everything. I, I think that's fair. I think um, I think that white definitely needed some help in the, in the draw department across the board. Uh, but that's also why you splash colors. That's the whole idea of being able to be flexible with the color pie. You do not have to play mono white if you want card draw. <laughs> but you should be able to play mono color. Like, each color yeah, should stand on its own. it should have a detriment. Well, then we could get into the argument of, okay, the color doesn't... Like, innately in all card games, drawing cards is good. Like, you can go to any card game, not yeah, even know what it is. That's why blue's the best. There you <laughs> go. That's why blue's the best. So, how do they do it? Blue's identity is innately what makes it the best color. But, how blue, do you, but blue's not good at everything. True, but if anything, you could win because you have card advantage and just overall, statistically, you're most sure, likely sure. to win. In, in, in theory, obviously, but in practice, it's not the same. Like As a standard player from years ago, decks come and go, right? I, I, you know, I'm thinking back to Siege Rhino Khan's days where people were playing Abzan and it was dominating. But in that same meta, there was also... Like mid-range Master of Waves blue, and there was there was also like the Goblin deck that was like all mono red, and those all had identities, but it doesn't mean that like they were breaking the color pie. They were all doing very blue things, very red things, and and Abzan was like you were going Abzan because uh, you wanted to play the Seed Rhino, but you also wanted to have the flexibility of having the other colors. In in the in that format in that meta, you were pushed to do such a thing. But I feel like now, it's like. Okay, uh, instead of a card having two color identity, it has a single color identity, and it does something that it's like almost like you know what's it, what was that planar chaos or planar planar chaos where they kind of flipped everything? Yeah, out. like like oh like we'll give white a counter spell and we'll give like uh, you know blue whatever whatever like whatever. harmonizes from that. Yeah, it used to be a blue spell four mana draw three. Yep, they made it in green. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, the one more obscure one there's like recycle, which is. Whenever you play a card, you draw cards, but your hand size is like two. They have another one. Uh, it's black. It's the same thing. I just don't remember what it's called. At the yeah, head. but that, that's what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is like if you're gonna just print like a card, uh, a card that is really really good at doing something, but it kind of breaks the color pie. Is are you innovating or are you just power creeping? 
I think I think it is innovating. I tr- I truly believe that you need to push the boundaries and and try new things and kind of give it more identity. And the more planes you go to, you can explore in different ways. You know, being white doesn't just have to be this. Being white could also mean yeah. this. And same thing with you know the two color pairings, right? How many times has Boros been just attacking, right? And they've kind of tried to shift it and be like, well, it could also be artifacts and exiling things, and kind of spell slinging, yeah. going to that yeah. territory. If anything. From my opinion, you're saying, oh, well, now that color is being better and it's doing things that it wasn't really supposed to do. I don't think there's innately anything wrong with that because that was only just defined by its original definition. You can always expand it a little more. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, you're just kind of stuck in the mindset of, like, that's how it was before. I don't like change. That's kind of the way I see a lot of people with it because... Just because it's doing something different doesn't mean it's bad. I would I would argue that it's not that I um, I'm like an old fogey in this situation. I think it's just like the the way a color is supposed to work is is healthy for the state of the game because you're like okay when you see mono white you're like okay I'm I'm expecting something. If white starts do mono white starts doing something that's not expected, it's like well why do they also get that you know. Why? So it's like I said before, like blue has an identity of doing things, but they don't they don't do everything. Because in standard, I'd say this probably isn't too much of a problem. It's more focused and themed on the plane they're on and what's going on, yeah. and they can have like more control. Like Ixalan with the exploring stuff and the, the, the yeah, like the colors do what they're supposed to do in a, in a nutshell in standard. But once you go to an eternal format and you just dump everything there, that's where it feels power creepy. And maybe that's another reason why it feels even worse is because you are playing that eternal format. Everything's power creep. Like as soon as one new thing's printed that just happens to have some synergy with one of the thousands and thousands of cards that's been printed over the past 30 years, it's going to seem what crazier than in standard where it's like, yeah, this is just my kill spell. The last one just rotated out. Yeah. You know, I, I, historically speaking, Cards come out and they will like shoot like old cards will shoot up in price because it's like this card now combos with this old card like obscure thing from Urza's Legacy mm-hmm. for some reason and now both of them are fifty bucks you know that's just how it goes and I'm not saying that's bad that's just something that will happen sometimes innately are uh, you know they can't catch everything I get it that's that's not happening once in a blue moon now that's happening every set sure so so while you while you might be saying maybe this is just an eternal thing with with commander i don't think so i think this is like like standards like in a weird spot right now where they're it's like every every color has a bomb and all of them are playing like just straight bombs yeah i mean i know black is like every black deck pretty much has shieldred but before we get into that, I just want to take a moment to thank the patrons for supporting the channel. If you want to join the Patreon, you can for just 5 bucks a month. Check that out in the description below. Also, we've got a link to our shop. If you need magic products, Lorcana singles, Pokemon singles, or any TCG singles, make sure to check out the CCC shop down below. Thanks again, and now back to the podcast. And it's funny, I was talking to Anthony yesterday. He was talking about the mono green deck that he was working on. And he was explaining how many rares and mythics were in it. And that's why I was figuring out that you couldn't spend money on the wild cards and whatnot. He's like, yeah, he had to get a couple because he did not want to have to worry about getting over like half of his deck is rare and mythics. It's insane. He's like, I need four of these. I need three of these. I need, that's a mythic. That's a mythic. Those are rares. I'm like, oh my gosh, do you have any uncommons or anything in your deck? Maybe like one set of four. Okay. That, that seems pretty crazy. Um, I, I think that I think that alone I don't want to say it wins me the argument, but as I was say like it, I think it really supports my argument that like I think we're in a state of the game where man they don't print cards that are weak. I think I think at one time when I was first getting into the game I was brought to because I always thought to myself right rares are just better which they usually are but they were to my understanding the design philosophy was rares aren't always just better they're always meant to do something more unique 
that was they do they can do something unique, but that does not necessarily mean it's powerful. Yes, but now they're doing that with like legendary set of creatures in every set that are uncommon. That's kind of the new thing, right? Where legendary creatures get the things that have unique effects because they don't want those to be repeatable, so they don't want it on like a normal creature. You know, I will say this, even like just helping uh, Ethan out with the shop here, I've I've noticed that like sometimes I'm like, oh, there's like a lot of bulk rares even in like new sets. Mm-hmm. Um, but old sets had that too. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, you know, Battle for Zendikar had plenty of bulk rares, you know, <laughs> like don't get me wrong. I just think now the difference is in Battle for Zendikar, there was, you know, maybe two, three good rares. And, and, and now it's like over half the rares are good It's like in every set. And if that's the case, now, like, I, I feel for standard players because I'm sure, like, you guys are just playing bomb after bomb after bomb <laughs> after bomb. And, I'm you know, I blue players, I cry your heart out. You can't, can't, you can't counter everything. I'm so sorry for you. But, like, maybe you can. I don't know. I haven't played enough standard. Cavern of Souls. So. Oh, yeah, dude, RIP. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, that deck's going to be so nasty. That, that dino deck's going to be so nasty in standard. Uh, Ixalan days. Everybody that played Ixalan standard, you guys know what, what I'm talking about. Gruel Dinos was really, really strong. Uh, but the I, but the original idea, what I was saying was, I think now we're interested in a, in a world where like, because we're not in block format anymore, because every set's individual, because they're all confined, and like you know everything about Ixalan is going to be confined into this one set. There's no stretching out the rares over three sets anymore. You put all the good explore stuff, the, the whatever the descend stuff, everything into one set. And then you move to the next one, and you do the same thing with whatever mechanics come in there. And it's like, man, I don't know if this is good for your game at large. That's a, that's a good point. I didn't particularly think about it that way. I will say, though, with Ixlan, there's a lot of cards that maybe aren't as crazy. We were talking about Discover. It's essentially a better Cascade. They can toy around with it a little more. Maybe not better, but it's, it's, like, it, it's like a side grade that has some up and some down. Yeah, but they didn't have any, like, busted Discover cards. Like, they, they toyed around with it. They had to. If they dude, if they did, that would be so bad. Well, yeah, I, I know, and they probably would have broken not only standard, but then you know everything you make, else. Yeah, you. I think I think those discover lands are great budget. Oh, they're so lands. cool. They're super so cool. cool. Discover four, sacrifice it late in the game. Like awesome. That that's I w- great. I wish they exiled. Um. <laughs> oh, they don't exile. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, you can, so you can recur and and not only that. That, that remember that deck I showed you, the caves deck in standard. Mm-hmm. You could just keep recurring them, baby. Like <laughs> so, you could just keep discovering. That's right. You can use that card to bring it back from the graveyard. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this. I guess. Uh, do you think Wizards is deliberately printing staples to like guide the meta? Absolutely. I mean, that's a no brainer. I think anyone that would think otherwise would just be like, "What are you like? What are you talking about?" They they know how their game is performing. I will say, they probably can't make immediate changes to anything super crazy unless they're banning because they do make the game uh, like a year in advance i think they already have like next year sets yeah, made yeah. so they can't make any immediate changes but they probably internally play test and realize oh this set actually does really well there's a lot to think about like in terms of the complexity of the game a ton and maybe that's another reason why they extended standard to three years so they could actually maybe toy around with a few things and, and have some foresight into what they're doing i have a little bit of an opinion on that i think that they did it because they realize that uh, the way that the way that they have done their their standard format for now, it's not great. Um, it's at a situation where like nobody's the state of standard is really bad, right? Mm-hmm. So like from what I I've heard just from talking to people at shops, like all the decks are really unfun to play against, and things get banned left and right nowadays. And like on arena, things get like changed all the time. I think that's a bad sign for the game at large. So I think the reason that they're extending it so far is to maybe like these next few sets in the few in the in this coming year is maybe going to calm down a little bit 
on power creep. So they're, they're going to keep some of the power creep from behind. And then maybe things are going to calm down a little bit and go back to maybe the way things were. That might, That's just my tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. Well, I mean, for sure. I, oh, I, first of all, I don't know if they've been like banning a ton of stuff. I, again, I'm not super active in it, so I'm not like constantly paying attention. But I do see like they have their posts about bans and they don't really touch a lot. One of the ones that people want to be banned is um, Children. It's in like every black yeah. deck. I brought that up earlier. That card's really pushed, for sure. All those... Um... You know, it's interesting. I talked to somebody at our Shield event. They were like, oh, Shieldred's not the problem. And But, the, but then whenever I talked to Anthony, Anthony's like, Shieldred's the issue. And I'm like, yeah. what? So it's nothing different from back in the day. But back in the day, we don't we didn't have bands at Standard. That's kind of what I'm, I'm kind of getting at. So one person saying, she's not the problem. Anthony's saying, it is the problem. Well, they clearly know that she is really effective and they want her there. They'd yeah. ban her. If, if there were that many people that feel that way, they would get rid of her. But they clearly want her there because they want to have a strong meta with Black. They want Black to be able to do certain things. And I think that kind of goes into answering your question. They they definitely know what's good and what's not. For dinosaurs, as you were saying, they print this that they're going to do Explore and they're going to have the best Explore stuff. They're going to have the best dinosaurs because they're not coming back here. They're going to try and make those new things meta for multiple reasons, Right. They want people to buy the set. They want people to get the new cards. Yeah. But that's, although that's like a monetary like incentive, they also have the incentive of they want to spice the game up. That's updates for anything, right? It's the, a set coming out is the equivalent of a big overhaul or a DLC or an update coming out for a video game. The game's gotten stale. The meta's had time to settle down. New thing comes out. And I think maybe again, that's another reason why they switched off the blocks and everything is so they could have a new set, new, fresh, interesting all times because people's attention span go down over time. And the old players who maybe like, you know what, I, I am out. But that can bring in new players who like this new generation of people who play video games and games in general who just like, yeah, I just I like some change all the time. I don't want to have some boring meta. A, yeah. a constantly ever evolving game can be fun. Yeah, I think it can be fun, but I think that like the changes to the way that like they the sets or block structures or whatever you want to call it, they went from being, you know, like you're in Theros, so you have like bestow and they, that's kind of like ever present for like six months of the year. But now when a new set comes out, it's like all in Ixalan, for example, right? All the Explore stuff is going to be just Ixalan. There's not going to be, and then whatever the set comes after this, there's not going to be Explore. So they need to make sure that they, they really hit the nail on the head for Explore in this set. Because if you're really if you're into Explore and that's what getting you into the game, you have to have as many cards as you can in Standard if you want to continue to play Standard. For, and we're just talking about just Standard here. So yeah, it's really cool in that regard. It makes it fun because it's like, you're constantly having eyes on the game. People are always constantly like, oh, something new is happening in Magic every two months or however often the sets come out. The issue is now with formats like Modern and stuff where like when you're power creeping those cards that are like, you know, the new Explore, I'm just using Explore as an example. If an Explore card is really, really good and it's not good not only in Standard but also in Modern, it also in Commander, now that it warps, it warps everything about all three of those formats. And if you're doing that on a, every two months, that's exhausting for new players. And it really discourages people from playing standard, which is why probably the state of standard isn't very good. Which is, That's why RFNM is literally Commander. So if, since Commander is the new premier format for people to get into the game and play FNM every week, if, if that's your new thing, you got you got to govern your game, you got to regulate your game in, a, in, in, in some way. And if you're not going to do it by regulating power creep to a way where, like, the game's not like so swingy. Every like every set, some I feel like every set something comes out that changes like something in a big way in Commander. Like there's like a new card 
that is a big new thing for Commander. It's, it's a game changer, and it does some unique effect that gets people riled up and excited. And they build decks around it, and then there's the small other cards that fall through the pipeline and you know go into oh this is a great new card for my maelstrom wanderer deck with discover or something right you know some new cascade like effects and not only that but like they, they print commander products with like new stuff made for commander in them and it put it's like if you're not so if you're not going to power creep regulate you you gotta regulate the game somehow and this kind of reverts back to what we were talking about in the last episode where we were like we need to have some sort of like overarching format if you're going to play cdh Sign up for a CDH tournament on Friday. I think I think this goes into how I was feeling a little earlier. In just in general, I don't know why they feel the need to have this format be self-governed. It's it's ridiculous because when people don't have any structure, they're going to do things that are greedy. So I kind of touched on that before. They're going to do something greedy. They're not going to have enough restraint. They're going to make it worse for everyone they're playing with. Rule zero again, BS because. You can walk up into a store and not everyone's going to have the same understanding. They need to have, again, more rules in place and more bans, or they need to have, you know, a modern... Different formats. Yeah, different yeah. formats. They need a modern commander, or like Brawl is the closest thing you can get because it's just like standard commander. Yeah. When you have that, then that allows them to actually say, hey, hold up, these are cards that like are really messing with like the meta and like what people are playing. Like, Because stuff like Hole Breacher gets printed and it's like... How, how does that get printed? Like, that's... The, the power creep comes in. It's like, that is insane. Like, they're just like, oh, we're going to print another one of these cards. And that was for Commander. That was for Commander. Yeah. When you don't have people governing it, and you, they just start printing really weird stuff like that, and it's like, okay, that's not fun. Then you need to step in. It's like an emergency ban. But they keep power creeping because, oh, the stuff's not getting banned. They just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And then they eventually break and then print cards like that that are just completely busted. Yeah, you know, I, I, I would say that... The, if there's not going to be self-governing and they're not going to do some sort of like letting up of, on this power creep situation, they need to they need to come out with like another format, another way to play the game, or the stores need to regulate it themselves. I've been plen- I've been to plenty of stores. I'm not sure if I said this before, but I've been to plenty of stores that like they'll do like a no infinite night or a budget night or something like that, where things are, like you you are you are given restrictions prior to even knowing like you like okay we're gonna go to that store we can't play infinites at that store for commander and you could say what you want about it but like there's also stores that play cedh or have cedh nights just those three things alone right those are already little mini formats within commander and then not to mention brawl etc and then the, the oath keeper if that's even still a thing i think you can agree with me once we started doing the 50 dollars budget at first, you might think, oh, I'm only restricted to playing, like, worse cards. You have a lot more creative freedom. You can now make your deck have really interesting cards that are maybe more flavorful. Instead of, yeah, those 10 slots, that has to go to, you know, these staple cards. I you- can't play Nature's Lore in three visits in every deck now. Because it's like, they're over a dollar. And I can't fit them in $50 budget decks. Yeah, and, and I think that's just a better way to go about it, right? If you have formats or ban lists... That creates more creative, like, decks. People could do that, and this gets back to self-governing, right? If they don't have a ban list, they're not going to, like, they're just, they're not going to be able to help themselves. They're going to put it in there. And you could, you could solve so many problems by just restricting people more so that they have to become more creative. Because once you put that in place, now it's like, okay, cool. The only issue with that is if they already have it and you're taking it away, it seems much worse than never giving it to them in the first place. If there was that... They, they wouldn't have a problem. Yeah. And, and that's what people would cry and complain about, right? Oh, this is a this is a format all about yourself. And 
no, you 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 really don't want it. You you don't want to have this eternal format full of this because that's where the power creep comes from. In in my opinion, that's because the power creep flows in and it's just like and and those people that you're talking about that like they they want to have like their own creative little and I, we've all played against those people, right? That like they just play with like whatever garbage they have. And that I when I play against those people, I feel bad because I'm playing a deck that's like I'm I'm playing being prepared for those people that I know have ruined my games. Where, like, I sit down, I'm like, okay, guys, uh, rule zero, I'm not playing any infinites in this deck. Uh, but, like, this guy, he's like, he doesn't say anything for whatever reason. This guy's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll build out my deck that's, like, all combat or whatever. And then you want to play Omnath. Now, okay, so now we're playing our game, and then this guy, the guy that didn't say anything, he he pops off turn two. And then the guy that pulls out his combat deck that's, like, his, like, draft chaff, it's just, like... Now everyone's night's ruined, basically. Yeah. Not not to say that like you know losing ruins your night, but like Commander used to be a, a, a like a, a game mode where it's about fun. And I feel like if you're uh, just again looping it back to our main topic is like if you're gonna power creep stuff to the point where like people just like oops infinite like all the time, it's gonna become hell. Like the Commander just as a format just be, it's gonna devolve into like if you're not playing the staples, you're not you're not gonna be having a good time. Yeah, and and there's people who feel that way they make a creative deck and they say well it can't keep up i have to start putting staples in or maybe unknowingly they look at a card and like that looks fun that looks good not realizing that it is a staple and that one or two cards that they put in their deck that are like staples that are really good could make their 50 dollars budget deck or whatever you know cheap deck that they have put together with a bunch of chaff or fun cards that could make that deck a point or two power level stronger right just one or two cards could be like, it doesn't matter because other people don't have the context. So they see that card and they have to assume that your deck can go off the walls. And you'll be like, no, no, it's like, it's not like that. But new players aren't going to know that. They might throw these cards in and be like, it's fun and not realize that, yeah, at a, a competitive level, when people really understand the game, those cards are good. They're giving you tons of advantage. You're a threat or you're doing something that is putting their chance at victory in jeopardy. We could almost just say like just with the closing thoughts here, and just like yeah, I, I guess just to like close it up because I uh, I just feel like now we're talking about a whole new thing, right? I I think that I don't think we I don't know if we got anywhere with this conversation, but I, I know that we both brought up really good points. I still think that power creep in this game is kind of pushing us in a direction that's not very good for the game overall. I think that if we're if we're gonna raise the bar, this game is not gonna look recognizable for a lot of people that are coming back to the game or maybe like oh they used to play it or like whatever. If you're wanting to push us into like where everything's fast, it's very dangerous because like it might make bad experiences across the board. It might make good experiences as well. Like you know, who am I to say? I'm just an old fogey, right? I get it. Like you come from a different perspective, so you you start playing newer or more recently, and because of that, you're you're more comfortable with like all the power creepy cards. But I look at that and I'm like, man, this card has like five clauses. Like I said at the beginning, right? I'm like, this thing is like five clauses and it does so much stuff and it's like like a four mana five five with trample and reach and it does three other things i'm like that's like insane to me and i'm not this is a card i've made up i don't know if the card exists maybe it does but the four mana trample reach well you have elder gagroth which is five mana trample trample vigilance reach and then whenever it attacks you can make a three three beast token and then a bunch of other two other things it could do great (laughs) absolutely absurd well i i you know like i said man like if 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 this is the game that we're moving, like if we're, if the game is moving in a direction where power creep is the norm, there needs to be something else that comes out that regulates it. Because if the, if Wizards is not going to regulate it, the LGS or the players have to. 
And I already know the players aren't because I, you if you again you go to a store you have to expect the worst you have to prepare for the worst because as a good player you need to make sure that you're covering all your your bases right like you have to make sure that you know you have some counter spells or you have ramp or you have board wipes or you have just a bunch of different things and then that becomes more boring because now your decks are like so spread so thin to cover for every possibility and then you really only have a little bit to focus on your deck and then maybe you start throwing tutors in and stuff and it just commander itself loses its identity but i i think overall in my closing thoughts i don't think power creep is inherently bad i know we've discussed that it's inevitable it happens in every game they're constantly yeah. doing new things but it has a lot of opportunity for creativity it's just what holds people back is they're like they're scared they're scared to lose or they're scared to take out a card because it'll make their deck less efficient or, like, the, or the opposite. Like, sometimes it's like, I don't want to make my deck too powerful. Yeah, I mean, you've yeah. got your Perforos deck, which you purposely don't have the best cards in it, because that would make it less fun. Not every player has restraint like that, and I think that's where a lot of, in my opinion, people's misconceptions with Power Creep come in. I think it's not as bad as they think, and um, it comes down to people just needing to be, like, more self-aware and not blaming the game, but blaming the player, you know? It, it, I mean, it kind of comes down to, I mean, like, overall, you know, I think that there's, like, no right or wrong opinion about this. It's just, like, it is what it is, and we kind of live in it. It's just kind of our thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I think that's about it, what we have for this episode. A little shorter one here today. Let us know your guys' thoughts down in the comments. We really appreciate um, more perspective and would love to hear what you guys have to say. And we'll be back for the next episode with the rest of the gang, I'd say. This is definitely... Not always going to be a thing with just Christos and I, but uh, every once in a while you might uh, get a, a yapping yeah, let know, podcast. Let us know if you liked it. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know if you thought... Or if you want the rest of the gang here or whatever. Yeah, if two people was good, let us know. If you want more people, let us know as well. So thank you for listening, and we will catch you on the next one.